0: one and whoops wrong button and we are recording with Herr Künstler head of God. head of head of the the Panzerkriegen and <laughs> grand, grandson of of Klaus Fab. Mr. Künstler please introduce yourself please introduce as me. if yeah I know please introduce yourself to all the new listeners
1: I am James Howard Künstler otherwise known as Jim Künstler the author of about 20 books, including The Long Emergency, The Geography of Nowhere, The uh, World Made by Hand novels and many other tomes. And I also the blogger at Clusterfuck Nation every Monday and every Friday and not the days in between uh, on uh, at more, uh, in the morning by 10 o'clock Eastern time.
0: Uh, I think that the, we are finishing up the last episode. I said something like if you break like a million views, I'll buy you a watch and something along the line, something stupid. Um, Man,
1: I got a perfectly good twenty-five dollars. Well, you client. were
0: asking about a watch last time. This was on you, not me. Don't don't ask about your watch. No, you you were saying how I have to buy you a watch. I don't know how we got oh, into it. I, but don't
1: I like this watch. I, this twenty-five dollars watch has been going for two years. Yes. It lights up. It doesn't tell you any more confusing shit about where you're at. And well, that's all I need, man. I don't want. I don't
0: want to buy you a watch, but so fuck that shit. Yeah. So I like. I have one episode with Dr. Malone back in January that got up to like 700,000 views. And behind that, an average, like a really good video for me is like 10,000 views. And most of them are like maybe 500. (laughs) Your first episode right now is sitting at like 100,000 views. And your second one is sitting at like 90. So now I'm kind of scared because I'm like, that's 190 combined. I'm like, this is... Is you not? To, I mean, I'm happy, but I'm also like, he's not actually supposed. I said a million because it was absurd, and now I'm like, well, fuck! You're you're batting like, you're batting like nine thousand percent over the average.
1: <laughs> so yeah, me and Vladimir Guerrero Jr.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Um, so I wanted to ask you because we've talked about uh, peak oil, the end of suburbia, kind of the the collapse, uh, the maybe not even just the American Empire, but like the Empire of Man, buckling under its own weight. What are your, because, and I said this yesterday on a podcast, I have to stay, like, somewhat aware of my insobriety when it comes to conspiracies, because I've just, I'm a sucker for them. Like, most, I think there's a lot of conspiracies in a lot of things, but I'll give, I'll give time of day to anything. I'll be like, tell me about, like, the monsters on the moon. So, that being said... Am I seeing patterns where they are not, or is there an absurd, not that you know the answer, is there an absurdly frequent number of food processing plants burning down right now? And for all future listeners, today's Monday, May 9th, 2022.
1: I don't know, man. I've seen those stories, of course, and uh, I've been following the thread and uh, it's a little peculiar for sure. Uh, um, I don't know much more about it than you do, but um, I would say this, that. You know, we human beings are wired for pattern recognition and we kind of do it automatically. Some of us uh, are more afflicted with the kind of obsessional version of that than other people. Um, But there are there are things going on in the world that there are patterns that are out there in the world that are kind of disturbing. And um, I I, for years used to proclaim on my blog that I was allergic to conspiracy theories. of course, that's all been greatly confused by the fact that the uh, mainstream media pimps out there have chosen the term, the phrase conspiracy theory as their means for trying to uh, 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 kick out any idea they don't like out of the arena. So, uh, you know, that, that further confuses the whole idea that pattern recognition has any value at all um but that of course is you know uh very tied into the mindfuckery that we're now being subjected to and and uh it's become a very complex situation uh i would say you know uh, pattern recognition is important and if you know uh it's worth talking about but uh you, you got to be a little bit careful of making a fool of yourself about it
0: yeah i mean i guess one form of pattern recognition would be recognizing the pattern that whenever they say this is disinformation
1: it, absolutely it tends to
0: mean that that's the story is true and it's yeah prominent. that's
1: now that's now a flag that goes up that is <laughs> that absolutely tells you that, that you know whatever they're against is either what they're doing themselves or is actually true
0: yeah yeah so i it's mean disgusting. like
1: disgusting it's just you know we've now entered just such an era of of uh, uh, collective mental confusion that it's hard to see us really getting out of this I, i'm not sure what it's going to take it's going to take some kind of leadership um i hope it's not somebody who is you know one of the one of your classic uh, historic savior types yeah. yeah uh it would just be nice if we had a generation of people who are not out of their fucking minds <laughs>
0: yeah you yeah it's, Did, we're, not to
1: put too fine a point on it
0: <laughs> no i don't i'm with you 100 percent. we're absolutely nuts it's yeah it's these situations are dangerous because as a society or a nation slips it's kind of like foreplay it's a lubrication for someone that maybe wouldn't naturally arise a hitler <laughs> uh, sometimes you get a hero sometimes a hero steps up to the plate George Washington, That's right. Blinken, J.F.K., they, and they well, navigate through the waters of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Go back to
1: an even earlier uh, edition of, you know, savior figures. And, you know, one of the more interesting ones to me, of course, is Napoleon Bonaparte. Sure. Who, you know, he comes he comes along a few years after the reign of terror which was promulgated by exactly the kind of Jacobin maniacs who we're now seeing in the woke progressives of the party of chaos, otherwise known as the democratic party. And, uh, they tear France apart. They're they're trying to restructure the whole culture in ways that are deeply disturbing to the French people, like changing the number of the days of the week from seven to 10 and the calendar and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, um, uh, you know, and then they killed 18,000 people, uh, you know, in the year that they were in power from, you know, 1793 to 1794. And, uh, you know, it really traumatized France. And uh, they go through a period of just kind of drifts for a few years. And then this young artillery officer is called to France to, uh, you know, to, just to be available, because he seems to have distinguished himself in the south of France in some battles. And he meets a mob on the street. And he serves up a what they call a whiff whiff of of grape grape shot, shot. (laughs) a whiff of grape shot, which has a tranquilizing effect on the mob. And everybody turns to him at that magic moment in history and says, he's the guy. He's the one this. I think he's like 26 years old. Yeah. Right. And he turns to himself and says, yeah, I guess I am the one. I fucking am. You know, because he had a kind of unusual personality himself, very self-assured. And very very intelligent. Yeah. You know, they said that Bonaparte used to actually write with both hands. He would write separate letters with both hands at the same time at his desk, which is a pretty astounding feat if you think about it. But um, he was actually a, a marvelous leader for a few years. You know, he concocted a, a, a legal code that is still used in in France and did some uh, perform some miracles of uh, early uh, industrial engineering that uh, brought France into the modern age in many ways, you know, roadways and bridges and things like that. And of course, then he, you know, got a little too full of himself and decided to embark on foreign wars. And he, uh, you know, his reputation kind of went up in a vapor.
0: It it does seem to be that we're serving up that, but then I also look at like, I don't know. It's uh, in terms of like a generation stepping up. I now know more people, and not because I've, I've gone to school in rural, rural areas. A lot of my family's in rural areas. I've spent most of my life in some sort of urban center. So I've always had like a distinction of people I know who it's like, these are my friends that like take the subway to work. And then like, these are my friends that like, they keep a shotgun in the truck in case they see a partridge. And it's like, so like, it's not too surprising when you see like, one half of them just kind of living that general blue collar life. But I have seen more people from the, the quote unquote, like urban set of friends I've had slowly becoming moving out of cities, learning to, I mean, guys that never in a million years now are like showing me pictures of like the gardens they're setting up, you know, getting, building their own wells, how to chop firewood, how to become self-sufficient, pulling kids out of public schools, homeschooling them, I've never seen more of a, a rise in these things that mm. it sounds like something your grandpa would say, you know, back in we always made sure we had enough food at home. We didn't depend on the government, but now I'm seeing like fellow millennial shitbags bags actually sort of going and you know, living in God's country and trying to stay some sort, become some sort of like a sustainable system within their own homestead. I mean, from like composting to recycling to, just you know saving all this shit for the this is for kindling fire this is for if you ever have to collect rainwater and it's on one on one point it's it is a little it, it is a little inspiring it doesn't seem like we're waiting on some savior to come in but there actually does seem to be some sort of generational groundswell i mean most people listening to this will recognize the name Tucker Max. Tucker Max was like a famous name when I was in college, two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen ish. He was like the bro of all bros. He was the dude that he wrote a book called "I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell." Everyone knew about <laughs> him. It was all about it was just his sexcapades, all the pussy, all the frat parties, all to an exaggerated extent. It was this like this weird mythical character, like a generational Superman. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a yeah, truly like a new like uh, like Belushi or something. And, like, but he has since grown, and I've interviewed him, to he now has, like, several kids, is in a loving relationship, talks about, you know, all the therapy he's done, the, the introspection he's used with psychedelics, and he is out living on, like, his own parcel of land. He's using funds from his, like, books and things. He's building his own, like, schools. Like, literally, like, looks like some Amish shit. And he's the most, like, beautifully evolved person that if you had to a comical degree said what do you think tucker max will be in 10 years that'd be like saying that'd be like looking at donald trump right now and saying like i think by 2030 he'll uh he'll be a yogi with his own yoga retreat like <laughs> you know you'd be like all right dude like yeah huh and and i'll be seven feet tall black and have three nba championships but that's what he's become and i can only imagine or i can only conclude that it's not all just personal growth the system has to become so sick and poison that it almost forces you to become that like there are always the guys that are like i just want to go live on the land versus a system that is so toxic and repulsive of just you know if you don't chop your balls off by age five you're a bigot it forces people to sort of go out and become the opposite of that. And that might be the generational, I guess, savior, as opposed to a single Napoleon.
1: Well, when you're in a villainous system that is manifestly evil, and that's, you know, every day is emanating some kind of new ridiculous, implausible evil, um, uh, it it ought to force you to grow up fast, you know, and, and, you know, you can call that evolving, but it, it you know, in prior times, it was probably just known as growing up mature. And um, let's remember that each of us, uh, you know, in the larger sense is on a hero's journey. If we're fortunate, and, you know, if we're, we could also be on a fool's errand, but uh, the fortunate among us, Recognize that, you know, you have a duty to uh, uh, pay respect to the hero's journey that uh, is before you, just by dint of being here in reality on the planet Earth, and to take it seriously. And, of course, the older you get, and especially the more responsibilities you acquire, the more you're likely to take that seriously. I don't really consort that much with your generation, Uh, For the last couple of years, I have consorted very little with any generation. (laughs) But, um, you know, there have got to be some people in there who have manned up and, uh, uh, you know, picked up the baton and started to run with it. And I can also well understand why people would perceive that they're living in a disorderly world now, and uh, that if they're going to provide any kind of uh, dignified authority to themselves, even they may have to self-provide it. You know, you have to become the figure, the person that uh, you would want to direct your, your life and direct your, your choices and activities.
0: Um, To kind of go completely out the left field on the note of things being labeled disinformation tend to be true. The Hunter Biden laptop, covid come from a lab the i mean you can see how like the the censorship algorithms haven't quite caught up with the news like the u.s restricting the use of the j and j vaccine because of blood clots that still gets labeled as like disinformation despite being like you know announced by the cdc amazing things like that it can only lead to the conclusion that whatever is called disinformation has to be true. And the more they fight against it, the truer it has to be. What are your thoughts on the widespread censorship of, uh, 2000 mules? Oh, well, I haven't
1: seen it uh, yet. Full disclosure. I saw it last night as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah. I I wouldn't say it's a, Uh, sensationally smashing, um, uh, uh, you know, venture into truth telling, but uh, it's good enough. And uh, they, you know, they do have uh, these two characters from I forget the name of the organization, Rock the Vote, or not Rock the Vote, but uh, um, it, it's some some vote uh, organization that just did a fantastic job of collecting an immense amount of data and then putting it in a form that people could easily understand to see exactly how much trafficking there was in fake ballots or or just in ballots, um, many of them fake, and um, to see how it worked and and how easily um, uh, punked the whole country was. And it's also very hard to understand how this has not attracted the attention of any adjudicators. Uh, It's really an amazing thing. You know, the more we hear about disinformation, the more confused generally the country becomes. And it's just very, very unhealthy. Um, And, of course, we're living with the consequence of all that, which is a national leader who is simply not there he's a ghost in the machine and uh it's it's not working out very well for us and the fact that there's a whole faction of people who are cheerleading for this uh this exercise in fakery is really appalling you know we should be uh you know it should really galvanize uh those of us who stand in opposition to this fake regime i i you know i i I give dinesh D'Souza, a great deal of credit for going through with this and and, uh, uh, putting it all together and putting it out there. I don't know what to make exactly of this fantastic censorship. I actually even had trouble logging in on his official 2000 Mules website. It wouldn't uh, accept my username and it basically froze up. And I thought, well, you know, maybe he's being hacked or maybe they just you know, don't have an adequate system, you know, that they just don't have a, the platform doesn't work or something. I ended up getting a link for, you know, some free uh, window on rumble that was showing it. And I I booted it from my computer to the boob tube and I watched it with my girlfriend. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's mostly uh, a lot of video uh, footage of a bunch of, uh, uh, balloting mules who are just dumping ballots into those ballot box things that they, what do they call those things? Those collection boxes? I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. The whole thing's appalling. And uh, you know, there are a lot of things they didn't account for in the movie. They didn't even talk about uh, probably because they thought their best case was the mules because there was just so much documentary evidence about what, what happened. But they didn't touch the Dominion vote, voting machine, uh, mischief, whatever that was. And they really didn't touch the organizations uh, that marshaled all of this activity, the nonprofits, the NGOs that, that uh, you know, like uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, yeah. Citizens, whatever network it was, that ended up pouring $400,000 into the Uh, management of various district elections uh, that uh, replaced the regular election workers with Democratic Party functionaries. Just, you know, that that in itself is an appalling uh, action. So, I don't know what what it's what's going to happen. I mean, one, one, there's you know, there's been so much uh, revelation of bad behavior on the part of uh, the party of chaos that they they just seem to uh, consistently survive. Part of part of that seems to be that uh, the court system is failing, that, you know, we, the judges are failing, that they, you know, they won't they won't adjudicate uh, actual problems that we that need to be adjudicated
0: so are they failing or is this all is this intentional because there's so there's just too much to go to it's giving them too much credit to like bang our heads and go how come the fbi is not looking into this how come the nsa isn't using all that surveillance capability don't they know that yeah yeah, yeah, they, well, they my guess that.
1: is that, you know, you're seeing you're seeing the accumulation of so much criminal activity yeah. by the party of chaos that they're now totally invested in covering their tracks. You, well, you have and, to and everybody who's connected with them is in on it in one way or another. or helping them out or, you yeah. know, that seems to be the case. What's more puzzling is the weakness of the opposition. You know, the fact that that people like Mitch McConnell and uh, Kevin McCarthy are, are such weak sisters that they can't even, you know, they can't even mount an opposition to this mindfuckery.
0: I Again, I think even that, though, I think that's just uniparty. I think. The well, that,
1: that's a cliche. Everybody says,
0: yeah, that. I, and maybe,
1: you know, the, maybe, the, you know, there's there's quite a bit of truth to that, but it's not good enough of an explanation. You know, what 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 exactly is this vacuum of leadership? You know, getting back to France in you know the 1700s, you saw that after the Reign of Terror, you saw this amazing vacuum of leadership. And what I think what happens is that a civilization or, or society just becomes exhausted with the uh, uh, with the bullshit that they get uh, that they're that is run that runs runs them around. And then they, you know, become kind of impotent for a while and they're unable to act. And, and so you see an opposition, except for a few exceptions, you know, the, some of the very brave uh, uh, COVID-19 doctors who are in opposition to the vaccines and really all the activity of, of public health and, and medicine. And there's very few of them you know, compared to the number of doctors that there are in this country who are just marching around following really uh, homicidal instructions. And um, I personally, uh, you know, I seem to be uh, a hopeless uh, optimist. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not optimistically hopeless, but I seem to be hopelessly optimistic. And um, I think that there's going to be tremendous, uh, ferocious blowback to this. You know, and when it comes, it's gonna it's gonna be really something to see. I don't uh, know. What do you think about that?
0: Uh in terms of being hopelessly optimistic. No, in terms of an eventual I was gonna say, reaction. I was gonna say and I'll get to that. I was gonna say an agreement though. I think you have to be. And it doesn't mean be so optimistic that you are blind to meaningful change and repercussions, but it's almost like uh it's it's not being so optimistic that you're on the ground going. Yeah, just fire the rocket at the moon. We'll probably get there, because it's like, well, no, let's work out the kinks. I look at it more as like, <laughs> do the mess. I look at it more as like, you're on Apollo 13, and it's like, we have to stay optimistic, mm-hmm. because, like, we got to be aware of like the depleting oxygen supply and the limited fuel and power. But I mean, what? Why be? Ne- I think we're gonna burn up in the atmosphere. See, I told you so. We're burning alive. Like, there's no. What, what, what Elon yeah. Musk said on his first Joe Rogan podcast, uh, I'd rather be optimistic and wrong than pessimistic and right, because why get out of bed? So on that <laughs> note, I do agree with you. You have to be. There's no, ha, I told you there's a new world order and we're all fucked. Congrats. But in terms of blowback, yeah, I think it's coming. And um, when we think about how come, you know, so many people aren't more concerned about a stolen, fortified election or these homicidal covid policies i think and you got to be careful because you can't just write everything off as censorship because then that becomes a blank check that you use to justify everything Mm -hmm. but censorship isn't just you, you can't access this website or this video gets taken down it also means that you aren't seeing the true mass aggregate response to things either because they are being shadow banned and or because you can just take a hundred people that are for one thing and then just have a thousand bots that are against it. So you're not actually seeing a diminishing of the people that are for X. It just seems like there's 10 times more for Y. I say that to say we we're not, I don't think we're seeing the accurate number of like followers on Twitter or subscribers on YouTube or comments on like, yeah, that was bullshit. The the election was stolen you're seeing those things shadow banned and then you're seeing the opposing voice amplified. You, you don't see the real, the analogy I always use is you're all in, you know, a football stadium and what, whoever your team scores, you you Mm -hmm. see everyone cheering, everyone wearing the same uniform as you versus the panopticon, that prison system where there's like a, a lighthouse type structure in the center and there's a big circle around it. And the guy in the center through like one-way mirrors, he can look around and see inside every cell. But if you're inside a cell, you can't see left, right, above, below. And the really good ones are lined up so you can't even see across. You just see the tower. So it's you're always under observation. If that guy said, hey, everyone that uh, agrees with today's lunch, give me a thumbs up. Everyone might give a thumbs up, but you're looking at it going thumbs up and the Panopticon guy pipes into your cell you're the only one giving a thumbs up you have no way of knowing that it's actually you and ten thousand guys it's going hey tommy you look like such a fucking idiot you're the only one giving thumbs up i just want to tell you that well then that changes me to go oh okay maybe or maybe i say thumbs up and i say fuck you but ultimately i'm like what does it matter there's 9999 against me
1: well it also shows how you know how confused and mind fucked you end up being
0: yes so you have to factor that in and again you can't just use that as a blank check I just can't see everyone else. They all agree with me because that's delusion in itself. Mm-hmm. I think that there is such a widespread opposition to the current regime the raping of the southern border, the runaway inflation, the covering up of the harmful effects of the vaccines, the lack of using or the need to abolish Section 230, the Disinformation Governance Board, the new uh, Department of Environmental Justice our involvement with seemingly just rattling Ukraine and Russia to get this thing bigger. Mm. Yeah. All
1: of that. That's a great, that's a great laundry list of everything that's going uh, wrong in this country.
0: I think that there's probably such a massive rejection of this, but we're in the digital panopticon. You only see, I come on here with you and you and I are for the most part, right. Probably agreeing on everything so we can pat each other's back. The people that watch this podcast or there's confirmation bias, they probably like this podcast. We're not seeing every I don't know what the person in the apartments next to me are doing or the guy at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Maybe if and no one wants to talk about it just because in general, things are so divisive. But I mean, imagine if you could really just go get a truthful answer out of everyone you talk to. They'd probably be like, yeah, fuck this, dude. My groceries have doubled. Or are like, I, what do you mean censorship? I can't talk about this, that or the other. Like, what if I don't want the vaccine? I think the rejection of the current regime is probably overwhelming. But like any, you only need censorship. It's like that, it's like that quote, uh, if the situation was hopeless, their propaganda wouldn't be necessary. <laughs> I think it's probably so overwhelmingly everyone is against this shit. There are mm-hmm. some psychopaths that are like, this is great, govern me harder. <laughs> I, I but <laughs> I think Uh, there's probably an ocean of opposition is the only, and the only reason you'd need censorship is to paint it all over and go, there's just a couple pockets.
1: I suppose you're right, but it is amazing that uh, this regime is getting away with it. And, you know, just to, just, just to see the, the everyday behavior of people who, uh, you know, in the, the captured institutional part of America that includes you know the the crazies in education, both you know, uh, uh, one K through twelve and and secondary. Uh, excuse me, in higher ed. You know the just the crazies in the news business. Um, th- there can be really no other explanation than that these people are uh, mentally captured, and that uh, you know we are undergoing what uh, Doctor Desmet. In the University of Ghent, it's calls uh, you know, mass a formation, mass formation yeah. and a mass formation psychosis. And, and it just it has made people stupid and crazy. It, it, there's also this crisis of authority that has been troubling me for years and years that that, uh, you know, you get this insane behavior in the campuses. Yeah. And, you know, what's the one thing that you haven't heard for all the years that this has been going on? It's. Where are the deans and the presidents? Where are these people? You know, who is the who is this? Who is the maniac in charge of uh, the sports division of the University of Pennsylvania? Who allowed this hulking brute them. this? You know, what whatever he was, six foot three hulking brute compete against a bunch of women in uh, swimming. You know, yeah. who who are these presidents and deans who allow this n- craziness? you know what is making these school board members in you know places like suburban virginia and what's con- what has possibly converted them into crazed um bolsheviks it, you know it's just is there nobody who has anything to say about it it's it's th- a stunning thing there's no authority authority has completely failed in this country and unfortunately you know if you're looking for a restoration of authority which we need there's an excellent chance that you know you're gonna go the pendulum will swing too far to the other side yeah you know and we all have some kind of just furious reaction
0: yeah and that is the sort of that well, I was going to say wh- wh- where are these people i think they're either spineless populace or they are complicit but even then it's because you can get away with it when things, for the most part, are all right, and they have been for decades. More than all right. I mean, air yeah. conditioning, you know, reasonable gas, cheap electronics, cheap groceries. There's no car bombs going off. Like you can kind of. Who cares if that avowed Marxist is the new dean? Dude, shut up, dude. We we're going to college next year. It's just it's in the periphery. You don't really give, oh, dude. Tom Brady, third Super Bowl in four years. Wow, look at it go. Yeah, there's Iraq. There's you know, they're lying about. Yeah, but, but it has to get to this this boiling point, this like fever pitch is really, I mean, from like 2016 till now that you're starting to have the, the, the whiplash against it. And I think like, it's a lot like turning a cruise ship. I mean, I turn my little Honda civic. It it instantly whips aside. I mean, you you turn a cruise (laughs) ship. I mean, you spin the wheel Yeah, and then the horizon starts shifting and it's going slow, but Hey man, that thing's moving. Now you can whip it the other way this fucker's moving. A million tons are now moving. I think we're probably seeing that on an even large, as, as scaled up as the cruise ship to the Civic, I think we're seeing the nation to the cruise ship. You're seeing 350 million people, whatever large percentage of them, which we don't know because of shadow banning censorship. I think we're probably seeing this very slow moving thing that it doesn't whip around immediately, but we are seeing it slowly we're seeing i can see the little the little markers right it's like you have a bunch of buoys out at sea and even if no one else is looking at you're like dude all the buoys are reading like hundred hundred year highs there's a tsunami coming when i see friends and people and family members who would never do x y or z are now becoming conservative or going and moving out to the country to me there is this sort of you can see it on the Richter scale. If you really pay attention and I think it's Mm -hmm. coming and who knows, maybe again, that's just my own optimism. I think it's, I think it's coming. And I think the most interesting thing about this is it might already be here, but like the panopticon, we can't see it. Mm -hmm. But what's very interesting is, is all you'd have to do is press one button and all the cages open and everyone steps out of the panopticon. You see everyone doing the thumbs up for lunch And it seems like it happens overnight. The analogy with that or the equivalent is I think once the deal goes through with with Elon and Twitter, it's gonna seem like this thing that happened overnight, but really it's gonna be it's gonna be the you know, the the hot woman on the sideshow pulling down the curtain, you see the brand new car. I think the thing (laughs) is boiling and someone's about I think that's all Elon's doing is just lifting the top off. Mm -hmm. that's my optimism is because once other people see it, everyone, you, you get emboldened. You don't need to be a psychopath like me yelling at a camera. You can actually have a bunch of people go, Oh yeah. You you know what? No, I did think the vaccines were fucked up. I don't, I don't want (laughs) to do, you know, I don't think it's right that some, I don't know, transsexual demon, witch is like reading to our kids at like school out. Like I think that (laughs) is kind of fucked. Like inflation is kind of bad. Like, Hey, you know, I was old enough to remember duck and cover drills. Maybe playing chicken with another nuclear power isn't the way to go. And then eventually, once all these lies start to come out, Hunter Biden's laptop, vaccine adverse reaction, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, it has to culminate with what do they call the big lie. And it's that your very election was taken. And I think that that's sort of an event horizon. I don't know. Is that violent revolution? Is that just uh, an uneventful another election? Trump wins, and it's just meh. I have no idea. It's an event horizon. Well,
1: I, to me, I think the question is can can that happen within the context of uh, you know the traditional American system, civil that, order, you know of yeah civil order and law and uh, what we've seen in the last uh, five years, particularly is just a complete absence of consequences for anybody uh you know anybody in the progressive woke yeah. uh, section of the country who's um, you know committed crimes and um it's deeply demoralizing and m- more to the point it's a tremendous insult to the country it is just such a massive effrontery uh, to have to just suck up this, this continual insult of institutional capture and bad behavior and, and lying. And, and uh, uh, I think that if, you know, we could see a kind of the obverse of the progressive woke mass formation will be the incredible fury of their opponents when when you know when the frog finally boils or when you know when the pressure is too much i don't know about elon liberating twitter um i think there are an awful lot of forces arrayed against him who are going to do their
0: darndest did you see to his, prevent it did you see, sorry to interrupt did you see his tweet this morning if i die under yeah. mysterious circumstances it's been nice knowing you yeah I saw that. I I don't know if that's just him being a meme lord or sorry, but no, I think
1: he's aware that, uh, you know, that that, that's that's how desperate these people are. And uh, let's face it. It's really peculiar that a lot of people haven't been, uh, you know, whacked over the last uh, five, 10 years. It's kind of miraculous. I I don't know how that I I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound too nutty myself, but you know, how do guys like Klaus Schwab and George Soros continue to just, you know, go about life? I mean, they're protected by armies. I don't think so. Not Klaus
0: Schwab. Anyway. I think they're probably protected by the people that control armies. So um, it's more of like a lack of pursuing, right? It's when a, it's when a mob member seems to keep getting away with things It's because they're a fucking FBI informant, uh, yeah. something like that. Now, I don't know if that applies you know, when I see someone
1: like Christopher Ray going in front of Congress and just lying his ass off, you know, it's, uh, it's very, very demoralizing and, and it's very hard to understand why we're unable to do anything about it.
0: Again, I maybe maybe it's my own optimism. I've in some sense kind of been lucky in that I've always been, I don't know if it's stubborn I don't know if it's been courageous. I don't know if it's just kind of like a mild retardation, but I've never really (laughs) like cared from like middle school till now, whatever it is, I've just kind of done what I wanted to. And I've Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, I don't think that's right. Or I don't think that's X or I've just kind of, you know, from getting made fun of, you know, being in a fraternity in college and not being on board with the shit or being in seventh grade and just being like, no, I don't want to do that. So, but I think there's a lot of people who, Cave under societal pressure, and if you can control the idea of what a societal norm is, you can really control an incredible number of people, especially when it comes to something that everyone's getting a vaccine. Dude. Oh, you think the 2020 election was stolen? You believe Orange Man? I think there are so many people, and again, I'm lucky. I'm 31. I don't have any debts. I don't have any kids. I don't have any pets. It's just me. I'm my own boss doing my <laughs> own podcast. I mean, I am, I am more free than I should. Like something's wrong, but like, let's, it's actually one of my favorite you quotes.
1: adopt a few Ukrainian orphans? I know.
0: Right. Well, my, one, one of my favorite quotes is become so free that your very existence is a, uh, what was it called? Is an act of rebellion. And I, I love that that, that mm-hmm. this is my life. I also have to sort of understand that there are a lot of people that have to walk a certain line to maintain their job or to, you know, not cause dysfunction at dinner with the in-laws or whatever. I think there are so many people that just below the surface are so fed up with everything that it's really not going to take a whole lot to unveil it. And the biggest thing you can do is not some galvanizing moment, not some Lexington and Concord thing. I think it's going to be much simpler. It's going to be the realization that your crazy radical thoughts that you, the only time you ever voice them is under an anonymous account on Reddit, and not at your job is the realization that if there can, even momentarily, if Twitter could be free for even a month before they take it down and kill you if you if those people can just be emboldened in a single moment to just see everyone and go oh wait dude literally everyone at my office watched 2000 mules but no one said it or everyone (laughs) thinks this vaccine's horse shit or everyone's like doesn't it kind of seem like the world economic forum's just sabotaging our food supply the shit that nobody wants to say because oh you're that guy you think the moon's (laughs) made of cheese (laughs) who knows maybe this is my own delusion maybe the
1: well, I, I've had kind of a rough day. Uh, uh, I'm nothing terrible happened to me, but I, I, I've had a lot of obligations today, shall we say? I'm, yeah. I'm doing a lot of talking, um, and I sound, I suppose, uh, you know, a bit demoralized. Really? But I want to make it, make the point that, um, uh, you know, I personally think that uh, the one way to battle all of this is with ridicule and comedy. Uh, I don't sound that funny today. Uh, I did write a blog that was kind of funny this morning. You know, my blog comes out on Mondays and Fridays and and today's was uh, was OK. It's pretty funny. And I think it's important uh, to ridicule uh, what's going on, because it's one of the few weapons that we really have. So I put a great deal of stock in that. And if you know, if I think there's anything redeeming out there, it's the ability to, you know, to make fun of these people.
0: I don't think you sound demoralized at all. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm demoralized. I think you sound fine. I noticed you're you're sitting in your chair. I think the last two times you were standing. Maybe that. Oh the only yeah, difference. I think I was. Yeah, Maybe that's the only difference.
1: Yeah, no, I went for a long walk in the middle of the day uh, out in the world of nature. Uh, the the great outdoors. I, I walked up a country road. It was uh, it was all right, but I was I was with uh, I, I was with a companion who's a kind of an annoying
0: fellow, and uh, <laughs> well, sometimes that. It's just the way we roll. I got you. Well, um, I was gonna say, well, we, we can wrap this one up at like five or something on the nose. I'll let you go. But I was gonna say, so we'll do like five more minutes. Um huh? one thing I was thinking is I interviewed I think like earlier this year, Roseanne Barr. And oh she, boy. Had a, she had She's a,
1: a live wire, huh?
0: Yeah. She was is fucking hilarious. She lives in Hawaii before we start recording she was like hold on let me like let me get in my like interview spot and she went and she brought her laptop and went and got in bed with a hamburger and like a like a she, she packed a bowl she was like all right let's do this <laughs> how's she, she doing was, like, by the way i i missed that how's she doing i, I was i thought she was fucking great she was yeah. like hey i'm she's like i'm gonna smoke this and eat this hamburger and uh, when i get tired i'm just gonna end the podcast and i was like sure thing we we're like 30 minutes in and she was like like halfway through a sentence, she was like, anyway, Tommy, it was nice, uh, but I'm going to bed. And I was like, that's uh, that's my life goal is to just halfway through an interview, be like, hey, I'm in Hawaii with the doors open, listening to the ocean. Fuck off. I'm going to bed. But yeah. she did have a great point. And she said that comedy really is a very superior weapon in that you can censor things you can do x y and you can make it politically incorrect now i was at the doctor i had to go to a doctor's appointment today and they took my blood pressure and i was like is like is that good she was like well and i was like is it bad she goes no 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 we're just not supposed to say if it's good or bad and i was like what just tell me if it's good she's like it's very good and i was like thank you and she was like people are sensitive and i was like jesus christ so but that being said is you can nerf everything but Roseanne had a great yeah, point. yeah, really. Roseanne had a great And then point. the
1: medical establishment, especially. I mean, it, you, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. to get a straight answer out of them or or you know, to to just get something accomplished in that system is a it's gotta be a miracle.
0: I mean, when I said, is it good or is it bad, you'd think I just said, Hey, can you give me the FBI statistics on black on black crime? <laughs> like the, like, right? Uh, but that's the uh, that's, she looked at me, uh, she was like, and for a second, I thought she was going to be like, actually, it's terrible. We're bringing you to the ER. Did but- you say that? No, 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 oh, no, 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 right. she you know, She looked at me and she goes, well, we're not supposed to. I was like, is it? And she goes, it's very good. And I was like, thank you. That's all. I- but the point is, is so you can nerf everything. You can boil the frog slow enough to. Uh-huh. I mean, now it's bad to assume someone's gender, right? I mean, just imagine that another 20 years from the road. You did not look him in the eyes when you injured. Roseanne had a great point. <laughs> Humor is you can't really nerf it because true laughter is involuntary, right? You can yeah. sit here and go, Tommy, I've had a long day. I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being demoralized. Maybe you're not being funny, but if someone comes up to you and kind of gooses you in the side, hey, you know, you do a little laugh. Or if someone says something and you really just laugh involuntarily, said like FBI crime statistics and you start laughing. Laughter is involuntary. And because of that, It is like the sword that no armor can, you can go up to the, you can go to the head of the disinformation program. If you make a really funny racist joke, but it's funny, you can't help, but you're like, you know, I can't laugh at that (laughs) rat dinner. Somebody just made an abortion joke. You still can't help, but you know, it's inappropriate. You know, you try not to laugh, right? But it's, it's the, I I mean, again, at the doctors today, she was trying to be a very, she was like, you know, take a deep breath. Okay. Do that whole thing. And then she brings it to the front. She goes, breathe normally and i was like and she goes normally and i was like i don't know how to breathe normally and she was like <laughs> and i was like it's one of you're like driving you're doing the speed limit you're in your lane you're completely sober there's no contraband in your car but you see a cop behind you all of a sudden and you're like am i going the speed limit like you can't fu-. and i said that and she started laughing and but you could tell she was trying to be the medical professional, but she humor is involuntary and to me well you know another thing you can always have
1: another thing about it is that it's really totally about what makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're living in an age where everybody's being made uncomfortable one way or another. Yeah. And um, so, you know, you got to use that as uh, for, for what it offers up, you know?
0: But I think in agreement with you, that is the value of humor is you can censor everything. You make a good joke about like a stolen election or vaccine side effects. Yeah. People, even Fauci, I'm sure if you made a good enough joke against Fauci, part of his lips would curl. He would he would try not to laugh like yeah. you could. You absolutely you talk to like the director of the CIA or something about the election being stolen and you frame it in a perfect way. I mean, he's going to be biting his tongue. And that is a well, great part is it's sort of like a lie detector.
1: The thing about all this censorship in the last few years is that, um, you know, it's become against the law to supposedly make people uncomfortable by anything you do or say. But of course, you know, if people are not allowed to be uncomfortable, then there really truly is no room for humor or comedy.
0: Which is even better because what it does is it now it's like, if you live in a perfect bubble, it's like, it's it's like if you lived in an ICU your whole life, right. You Mm -hmm. have no immune system. So in the (laughs) attempts to keep, so in the attempt to make you healthier, they are actually momentarily making you healthier. But if they throw you out into the park I and mean, you go for your walk today, you're, you're going to die of like strep throat, right? Something that the rest of us would brush off. Right. So as you remove the ability to make humor, all you're really doing is you're making people have no tolerance. It's all of a sudden you haven't had a single beer in 30 years and then you have yeah. two and you're shit faced. That's all they're doing. So again, like the cruise ship, we're seeing it on a very long, slow level, but because there's no room for humor, you're not allowed to be uncomfortable. you are They're really just making themselves more vulnerable.
1: Well, I must say it was very refreshing last week to see how Dave Chappelle <laughs> dealt with that guy who bum rushed him on
0: stage. Guards beat the shit out of him.
1: And uh, yeah, and, now, and then he, Dave came out about five minutes later, however long it was, <laughs> And he said, I've been in this business for 30 years and I've been waiting to beat the shit out of
0: some mega backstage for 30
1: years and I finally got to do it.
0: Yeah, And then Chris Rock pokes his head out and goes, was that Will Smith? (laughs) Like, you know, like, so that is sort of a weapon. I think the humor will always be there. And I do, I am optimistic. I think, I do think it will all work out.
1: Well, let me ask. Let me let me ask you this though. Sure. Um, could could we find a figure more ridiculous than uh, Nina Jankowicz? No, I mean it's it really isn't possible to find a more absurd person to to run a ministry of yeah, truth than this musical yeah. comedy star, yeah. right? Yeah. Who's singing about uh, who's singing about uh, censoring people? Yeah. It's just. I mean, you can't make that shit up in some kind of a, you know, dark
0: Soviet underground samasdat, you know? And what's what's hilarious is you can almost see them overstepping their overplaying their handborn. What do much. they
1: think about it? Well, I mean, listen, what are so, people what do those people in the Biden regime? Think about this moron that they've enlisted th- to run I th- this.
0: I think they've all drank the Kool-Aid. I think they're all true believers and it's making them seem more absurd because it's not like she comes out and she's like, OK, disinformation about, uh, you know, because I mean, let's let's there let's play devil's advocate. There are cyber attacks. We know we're constantly doing it in Russia and China. They're probably fucking with us. Absolutely. Sure. There probably is. You know, there's a lot of disinformation on Ukraine and Russia's side in the war. OK, but the first things she's come out with, I think her first video was uh, we needed to dispel the notion that there's a deep state. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. The deep state ministry of truth. The next video was. <laughs> Who's vice president? Let's just let's just oh, it's just a coincidence. She goes, we need to dispel the, the myth that Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. This is her saying this. <laughs> These are the big things coming out. The truth, the ministry. They'd be like if if like if this was under Trump instead of like them, it'd be like if he created a ministry of truth and if, instead of them coming out and saying the Russian collusion dossier is all a hoax. It'd be like if he came out and said like, Donald Trump's tan is actually real and his hair looks very great. Like, it'd be comical. (laughs) It's so bad, right? It'd be like if George Bush came out and was like, Dick Cheney's not actually running the show. And I didn't do 9-11. You'd be like, what? (laughs) I thought you'd maybe try to cover up the CIA torture program, right? LBJ would be like, I had nothing to do with JFK getting his dome cleared off. (laughs) It's so comical that that's where where my optimism comes from. It's like, dude, they're covering this shit it's I think it's a matter of time before it comes down. I really do i really i think the truth really is like a glacier it it'll it'll grind mountains to dust
1: well usually um these flip flops or or paradigm shifts uh come from strangely uh unexpected places yeah i I must say though I do expect the flip flop to somehow come about when a large number of people learn that they have taken vaccines that are going to harm them. Yeah. And I I think that's the, the fulcrum that this thing rests on right now. And, you know, there's just so much evidence out there that just can't be suppressed that, 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 that is a story.
0: At least that's the way it seems to me. I think that's probably the most accurate take is, Right. You learn about like a torture program. Ah, that's bad. And then you know,
1: you go then you yeah. learn that you you learn you were the one who was being tortured.
0: Well, this that's what I mean. You learn about a torture pro- but then you go microwave dinner. Right. You learn about how they're laundering, laundering money and giving it to Ukraine. You're like, ah, and then you turn on Netflix. When it turns out that like you are trying to kill you. You are fucked. Your heart is now its capacity is diminished. Your mm-hmm. immune system is now screwed. You might have a blood clot at twenty five. Do you know any
1: people who have been uh, injured by the vaccine?
0: I interviewed a woman. She was like five years older than me. Like a Mm triathlete. Now she can't. I think she's like 35. I think I heard that. She can't walk around her house without a walker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's that is what I think you're going to get because it's either going to be you yourself are injured or someone that you deeply love, your partner, your child, your parent, I think that's probably going to be the tipping point. All the other stuff is sort of periphery. Inflation, rah, 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 and then, you know, whatever. we will going to take yeah. a shower. <laughs> your own personal health, that's different, right? Uh, somebody, sticks and stones can break my bones. You can say anything you want. Somebody like broke my finger or something or broke my nose. And you're sitting at home that night and you're all swelled up. You're like, dude, I can't fall asleep because you're on the pillow. Yeah, that's what sits with you is your own the the temple that is your own like the sovereign state really the only thing you have your body Mm -hmm. when they have in more than one way metaphorically raped it yeah you
1: must be familiar with the deagle uh prediction that came out you know some years ago
0: yeah actually you told me about that the 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 the, the u.s population by whatever 2020 or 2025 yeah
1: 2020 was going to be you know 99 100 million yeah. That's a Whereas it's now 330 odd million. You know? Yeah.
0: That's a 66, 67% drop.
1: Yeah. It's pretty scary. Um, and um, you know, the um, figures were similar and actually a little bit worse for several European countries percentage wise, the number of people who were, who were going to still be around in 2025. But uh, you know, that begins to look like a really like something that you can't help, but take seriously. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where the hell they came came from with that and they never did an adequate job of explaining it you know deagle by the way for those who don't know is basically a military analysis website it's yeah, pretty dry thinking, stuff generally
0: Yeah, they're like an um,
1: but they came out with this page of you know predicted gdps and predicted populations of uh, all the countries um in 2025 um you know oddly uh, some countries uh i think russia um and and quite a few other countries had no population appreciable population loss or not nothing comparable to what what they were predicting for the usa and for germany and great britain their their prediction for great britain i think uh was that something like 20 percent of the population would be of the present population would be left it, it's really frightening mm. and amazing kind of uh, you know i'm not really uh, that into sci-fi uh, uh, but you know th- they were serious people yeah the people at deagle they they you know they're not uh they're not uh, uh comedians it's
0: not tommy's podcast This no, like the defense intel contractor
1: yeah well i'm just putting it out there you know it's it's been an interesting thing lurking in the background for a few years deagle took that page down 2 years ago but you can still find it in weird little corners of, or, or, you know, rep, replicas of it in the, uh, it was a chart. It was one page chart. Um, you can find it in weird corners of the internet and uh, you know, try D
0: A G L E. I believe. I mean, yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like that paper in 2000, the project for a new American century, PNAC absent yeah. Pearl Harbor, America won't like maintain it standing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs> it's just one of those things. You're like, huh? That's odd. <laughs> it is. Odd. What What was that military? Training- and I'm still not a 9/11 truther. You know. Neither I'm am I, not- I. But I mean, I don't know. Let's just. What was that military training exercise they were running? What was it Vigilant Guardian? Were they? They were mm-hmm. testing what would I happen. remember
1: there's been so many of them.
0: Yeah, that that one that was called Vigilant Guarding. What was it about? Oh, it's just civilian airliners were hijacked. What would it be like? What day were they running that exercise again? I think it was Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. Hmm. Ah. Uh-huh. Were,
1: were they running a simulation like that on yes. September 11th? Really? Yes. Who's they, by the way? B-
0: Who? B- uh, NORAD needs NEADS North. They were running
1: East. that shit while this shit was going on?
0: Yeah. full Full devil's advocate. Uh, it's under the umbrella of Global Guardian, which were tests that they run around the fall every year at that. I think they've been doing since so 1980. It was routine. Sure. Which could then lead into, well, if you're a terrorist, why wouldn't you run it on that day? Yeah, would anybody
1: know? I mean, w- w- would anybody know?
0: W- yeah, right. Was it known that they were going to? Uh, well, yeah, do- that's why that's why all like the transcripts and NORAD are all them saying, is this real world or exercise? Oh,
1: see, I never saw that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's curious. I don't know. This new
1: American century that yeah. I don't know. Deagle. twenty. Well, look at Tommy. Um, I, I, I've got to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to well, go yeah. feed the chickens. I just want to leave leave this with you. I, you know, I think that what we're seeing probably is going to be a convergence of these various things that we've been talking about. Yeah. You know, and I think it will get people's attention
0: and maybe break the spell of the mass
1: formation
0: which my most downloaded episode of all time is with Dr. Matthias Desmet, mass formation psychosis. I'm but,
1: interviewing him next week. Oh fuck yeah. And his his, his publisher uh, is uh Chelsea Green. Yeah, he has his uh, No right over in out. Vermont, not far from me. Oh really? I think they're up in They yeah, they're up in Middlebury, I think. Yeah. I'm not in Vermont. I'm in upstate New York, but I'm about 10 miles from the Vermont yeah. border. And um anyway, they hooked me up with him and and uh, you know, they're going to put me on a call with him and uh, I'm really excited I'm reading the book I just want to say this about Desmet's book which is it's not called Mass Formation it's called The Psychology of Totalitarianism
0: yeah
1: he's a wonderful writer really just as a writer yeah I, I had him he's on a,
0: like two he's weeks brilliant,
1: ago brilliant prose artist yeah. he writes beautifully concisely in, a, in shapely sentences and paragraphs and uh, I couldn't admire that book more it's coming out in June,
0: his accent is mesmerizing. If you ever well, you listen, listen to his he's a foreign gentleman. It's, it's, you know, there's the, the thing about that you're like, Tell me more, like, <laughs> cigarette. You're like, tell me more about this master. Desmet. Matthias Desmet. um, Matias. is it, yeah. it Matthias? Uh, I'm Matias.
1: gonna
0: have to check. Dr. Malone always says, Matthias. I was gonna say one more thing, just food for thought. Another quinky dink is uh, the Brookings Institute contracted by NASA after JFK announced the plan to. Go to the moon by the end of this decade was uh just you know the brooking institute kind of like deagle pretty serious group of guys they just they were contracted with uh hey when we go up there by the end of this decade what would we do if we found remnants of another civilization current or past interesting question and it was uh you wouldn't tell anyone because it would upset the world order just just oh, a little contract they threw out there during the Cold War. Surely was yeah. for fun. Yeah. Well, I, I
1: imagine they saw a few above the ground pools up there, and you know other and uh, discarded uh, uh, tricycles.
0: Yeah, I mean, what the fuck would you do if you went up there and you just saw some? I mean, where what, did what, they?
1: What, Where'd the Egyptians put their their discarded shit when they w- were done with it, you know? I don't fucking know. Couldn't dude. they sort of put them on top of the pyramids and just fi- fire them up to the moon? I don't,
0: probably, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I am optimistic. I think it'll work out. But you got to feed your chickens. I yeah, will let's you this up, yeah, let's get the rascals out. Yeah, Let's boot those rascals out. I think we're going to win. We, we got through the Cuban Missile Crisis. We got through World War Two. I I think we're fine. I really do. Yeah. Really um, I'll send you this episode once up. I'll put all the links to all your good stuff in the description. I look forward to seeing that interview you do with Desmond. Uh, and until next time.
1: Okay, dog. It's been a pleasure, as always, talking to you.
0: Thank you so much, Air Kunstler. Okay, dog. Air uh, uh, u- u- dog. Dog. Uber Kunstler. And his brother.
1: Uber Schweinhund. Upen
0: Schleppenheim. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> See? Yeah, so uh <laughs> that's cool. don't start. Doesn't matter, man. I'm already banned from YouTube. They can't they can't there's no you can't I don't know, you can't ban me anymore. They can't do any more to you. Yeah. So uh Uber Group and fear uh kunstler will uh we I will, will ride again. We will we will ride to the we will reich again. And uh okay. <laughs> all right, man.